Welcome back to Theory Query. My name is Ryan. I'm Ethan. We are joined by a special guest today. We indeed are. A new voice, a new personality. We're so excited to have her. Um, Ruth, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Well, I have been introduced so well already, but um, I'm Ruth. Um, I don't know if you want to know what I do or anything, but um, I'm kind of a nerd. I'm an engineer. So I'm really excited to talk about today's um, theory for our queries. (laughs) (laughs) You're in. Uh, Yes. (laughs) So Ruth is one of Ruth is one of my dearest and nearest friends. I said those out of order, Um, (laughs) and she is also one of our biggest fans of Theory Query, and she has been around since the beginning, giving us feedback and um, ideas and all that kind of good stuff. And so we are just absolutely thrilled to have her on the show and to provide some you know much much needed lesbian representation um <laughs> i fancy myself a lesbian culturally um but you know i i, I need i i learned from the best so <laughs> she's I here she's to queer get, get used it. to it <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes. so, so yeah, excited. how's, how's everybody, Ruth, why don't you, why don't you just give us a little insight into how your 2020 has been treating you? Cause we've been like bitching about it all you know, season long, but, <laughs> oh. um, how about yourself? Oh, Ryan. Um, <laughs> my 2020 has been interesting. Um, definitely a lot of downs, but, um, on a personal level, I'm trying to make it go back up. Uh, you know, trying to not ignore what's going on right now, but, you know, trying to improve my little bubble because it's a very small bubble right now um, since we're all (laughs) inside. Um, But yeah, you know, I'm I'm making it work, I think. (laughs) There's still a couple months left, so we'll see where that goes. Yeah, and a really probably long couple of months given what's happening. Mm Mm-hmm. And I just hope my weighted blanket kills me eventually. <laughs> I need to get one of those. They sound so great. <laughs> I um, I watched the new Borat movie today. Has anyone watched it yet or heard oh anything about it? Oh my God. I've heard things about it, but I haven't seen it myself. I have not yeah. seen the original Borat. Give us some okay. teasers. Yeah. Um, it's it's pretty shocking. Um I would say it's a little bit slower because it's less like slap. I mean, I don't know. It just felt less eventful than the first one. But um, the things that happen in it are much more like higher shock value. And um, especially, you know, they save the best for last. And, um, you know, can can I tell you (laughs) what happens? It's been all over the news. We're going to put a spoiler alert on our episode. Yeah. (laughs) Um, it's been all over the news. So like it was on SNL last night. It's been, you know, all over the place, widely reported. But if you don't know about it and you don't want to be spoiled, maybe skip ahead about, um, two minutes and, um, you won't have it spoiled for you. But, um, at the very end, the Borat's daughter, so it's like a duo, him and his daughter, um, manages to get Rudy Giuliani to interview with her. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah, as as under the guise of a conservative news outlet, and she basically is like, I'm just really nervous. This is my first big interview, and you're like such a 
you know, a powerful, successful politician, blah, 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 basically like throws herself at him. Um, and he like at the end starts uh, like advancing on, well, I wouldn't say advancing on her, but like he is very clearly under the assumption that, you know, she's going to like suck his dick and it's, it's really horrifying. And then like Borat runs in at the last minute, you know, to like stop it. Um, and they're, they're both in character the whole time. Like, oh my God. and like flee from the, it's in a, it was in a hotel room. And so he just proves that he's always been the pervert we've known he is. Yeah. And like, it seemed like it was just kind of par for the course for him. And it's like, well, has this happened before and how many times? And Really, the only weird thing is that she wasn't Rudy's cousin. <laughs> there's a, there's a joke about that embedded in the, in the whole, like, ruse. It's, it's like, anyway, I highly recommend watching it. Um, the Rudy ruse. Yeah. Sa- Sasha Baron Cohen is, like, an incredible individual. And That's yeah. lovely. I will, he does good work. <laughs> so yeah, I... <laughs> watch it for yourselves. I might. I actually just watched him in, in another movie that was about um, like these protests. This is so very topical because it was about these protests in Chicago where people came from like all over the country to Chicago to pre- protest the Democratic National Convention. And then like a bunch of um, like protest leaders got arrested for crossing state borders in order to incite violence, but it's totally a setup. But and this is completely true, but the judge was like completely biased the entire time. Like um at one point had this one man bound and gagged to his chair in the courtroom. Someone who's defending himself. Mind you it was a black man, which just made it ten times worse. Mm-hmm. And Borat or um <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen, sorry, um, he was actually one of the defendants. And you can just like see how like smart and intelligent he is and like how like how much he was translating this to like now. It was crazy. I definitely recommend watching that movie. I think it was called um The Trial of the Seven. It was really good. It's on Netflix. Oh yeah, no, I actually um my mom was telling me about that the other day. Um so, you know, <laughs> woke mother since <laughs> I'm impressed. Shout out to her. She's also a big fan of Theory Query. Love you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, love a good woke mom right um so what are we talking about today we are talking about area 51 oh stop i've been waiting i'm very excited about it this. <laughs> yeah i mean i feel like i know a little bit about it but um not not enough i want some more juicy details oh i have juice i have details and I'm bringing it to you. Um, <laughs> I, I remember what, <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember when I was uh, younger, I would just like watch like History Channel. And for some reason, they would bring up like places like Area 51. Maybe it's like ancient aliens at this point. I'm not even sure. But um, they brought up Area 51. I was like, this is such a crazy concept. And like, I remember like looking on like Google Earth and like you can't even see, th- see it from Google Earth. Like it's like that, like, high security um wait so what happens it just like it's just like doesn't load it's like a it's like a gray blob they just like copy and paste it over it america's crotch yeah it's actually (laughs) like illegal to take satellite pictures of it 
Um, there was actually like a space group, <laughs> space group, that's a very a official term, um, that uh, like accidentally took pictures of it from the sky and they got in like deep shit. Um, oh. But we could talk a little bit more about that later. I can tell you a little bit about Area 51 now. Would love um, to hear it. Yes, I'm ready. So it is located in Nevada, about 80 miles northwest of Las Vegas. Um, it actually is officially called Homey Airport because it is like um, uh, an aerial base. Um, or it's also sometimes called Groom Lake because it's situated next to um, a salt flat, which is basically just like a dry, salty lake um, with the same name. It was created by General Eisenhower um, when the U.S. government in like the 1950s needed to create spycraft uh, to fly over the USSR that wouldn't be detected. Um, so the first thing to actually come out of Area 51 was the U-2 um, spacecraft or aircraft. Um, so bomb came from Area 51? Um, the no, bomb? <laughs> Bono. Did you Bono. say Bono? Oh, Bono. Yeah. You as too. soon as you the said YouTube that, I was like, hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> so if they can just like download themselves onto our phones without permission, can they download themselves into Area 51 without the government's permission? Yes. Because Tim Cook, I want to know. Make it happen. I, I want to know what they 51 know. Technology. I mean, if it is their like native ground, uh, mm-hmm. then I assume they, you know, use the Area 51 level technology to get themselves um, into all of our technology. Um, oh, yeah. I <laughs> absolutely believe that. They might actually have just like a contract with the U.S. government to just do whatever they want <laughs> at this yeah. point. And they will never go away because they <laughs> yeah. also have achieved immortality, I think. Yes. Whether for better or for worse, I don't know. <laughs> it's for worse, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, unsurprisingly, this 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 Air Force base pops up literally in the middle of nowhere. And, you know, all of a sudden, like, the residents around who really haven't probably seen a lot because it's, like, the middle of nowhere start seeing, like, lights in the sky way higher than other planes that they've seen. They're just random lights. And so the the automatic assumption is this is a spacecraft. Like, we've never seen a plane this high before. There's no way that anything could get up that high. So there were like, there was like a huge spike in um, like UFO sightings, which makes a lot of sense. So it was built in secret. Mm -hmm. Like no one, no one knew anything about this. Okay. Yep, yeah, that, that's that right. would be alarming. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And Especially the, and it like didn't back help. in the day, right? What year what year is this? It was like nineteen fifty one, I think. Right, where like air travel is like not super it's not like now where it's like there's planes flying over you all the time. Wherever yeah. you yeah. are. Yeah. Most people couldn't even afford to fly and you didn't have jet travel at that point. The government also was denying these sightings. They're like, you don't see anything. Like that's nothing because their rationale is they don't want other governments to know that they're creating aircraft that are that fly higher i think it's like twenty thousand feet higher than planes to date so they deny everyone and it just kind of is exacerbates the cycle so they're just gaslighting them being like but did you see it 
But did you yeah. really see it? Did you yeah, really? where's your proof? <laughs> this one grainy-ass photo that you had to shoot for 10 minutes doesn't count. Looks like some amateur shit to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's, well, okay, so I have an issue with this, which is why would you build it an hour away from Las Vegas? <laughs> like, there's way more, like, remote areas of the country to build a freaking My... secret base. <laughs> My theory is, is that they still needed it to be like close to an airport so that the commute for people wasn't very far. Because actually, the people who work at Area 51 fly to Area 51 every day from Las Vegas on like these like unmarked planes. So my my theory is it was probably related to that. And also it's like a desert. So that helps. It is a little close for like them to justify it, but they're making it work. (laughs) <laughs> did they i mean yeah. i guess i guess yeah we'll get into it yeah yeah but it was like area 51 like today is still like super high security like from my perspective it could be like the most secure place on the planet um like area 51 as a location wasn't even even acknowledged by the united states until 2013 um when they were like yeah we built the u2 plane in 1950 whatever that's so that's insane yeah but so did they is it officially named area 51 because it's always been area 51 right like um it's kind of like a colloquial term i think but it's also kind of used within their organizations as well because um they have like this actually may be the justification for the location but near area 51 they have other government bases and they all are named like area one area two area three and i think it kind of naturally came out of that like naming system Mm -hmm. um and then it's kind of catchy so it latched on Mm -hmm. yeah which is interesting um but obviously since it's super high security there's like strong ramifications for anyone who tries to trespass or takes pictures from the sky um there are like motion sensors and trip wires and they're mysteriously unmarked pickup trucks i don't know why they're pickup trucks but they are there and they are waiting um, for because anyone this to is act. america <laughs> this is america exactly. we use pickup trucks <laughs> <laughs> um so 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 the basis for this whole conversation is um obviously it's government obviously it's military we're not surprised that they're hiding things i guess the question really is how much are they hiding what are they hiding? I mean, their hair is exactly. really big. What secrets are in there? <laughs> exactly. Hmm. And and uh, we want to find out. And this is kind of where I want to get into the juicy conspiracies. Because, like, yeah, yeah, UFO sightings, we can easily write that off as, um, my brain is blanking, as, as just, like, planes in the sky that people couldn't really see. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to bring up Bob Lazar first because... I think if you're an Area 51 connoisseur, or pretty much if, you, if you've looked into Area 51 at all, you've probably heard about him a little bit. Um, and he, um, in 1989, under the pseudonym of Dennis, uh, like went on the news like with Never like the blurred out Dennis. face and like the deep throat voice. <laughs> <laughs> Never trusted Dennis. And he, he was like, I worked at a sub-facility fi- sub at Area 51 on alien spacecraft. Like, I legitimately reverse-engineered alien spacecraft. And 
he has been disclaimed by so many people. But here's my here's my thinking. Government is super powerful. They can disclaim anyone. So I'm going to kind of go forward assuming that the government is just shutting anyone down that they can. And we and I want to take his like I want to take his word seriously, um, at least right. for for some to some extent. Well, the the U.S. government has already proven like in this scenario exactly that they are not always like going to back any anyone up or anything up right like example being they denied that area 51 existed <laughs> until seven years ago right. so yeah i mean mm-hmm. how do you know who to trust anymore like these days <laughs> yeah like i feel like i trust bob over like a big conglomerate military power <laughs> with lots to hide and like, like what does he have to gain i mean i guess he's gained a little bit of fame but I, like i've seen him talk and it's it just seems so convincing and i'm like he's been pushing this for decades like it, it's not like he said something and has dropped off he's been consistent so i'm going to tell you what he's said um in addition to the reverse engineering um the thing that interests me because i'm an engineer uh-huh, um is according to like his um reverse engineering research the spacecraft that he was reverse engineering were fueled by this chemical element with the atomic number 115. This may sound a little weird, um, but if you're not familiar with chemicals and how they're named and identified, the atomic number um, indicates the number of protons in the nucleus of the atom. That's basically like the DNA of of, um, a chemical element. So it's possible to conceive of an element before ever seeing it um you're like well i know there's an element 114 so naturally there should be an element 115 um 114 we've seen but 115 we haven't um and if you see 115 you can identify it because you can just count the number of protons in it and you're like oh this is the element i was talking about so he may not have like a name or like purposes for the element but he should know what the element is so the specificity there was really interesting to me. Like, why go through the trouble of, like, specifying this element with this number of atoms, um, or sorry, protons, uh, as the element that you were using? And then kind of going further into this, um, basically he said that it, it was stabilized to a point that it actually created a gravity propulsion system, which we haven't seen because we one, have been unable to create element 115 in a stable environment, but it's, it's something that could be possible, is what I'm getting at. And that's really interesting, interesting to me because it could be that like 30 years from now, we find out, oh yeah, you can do element 115 like in a stable way that creates a gravity propulsion system. And then we won't know he's the truth sayer until then. I'm getting a little too far into the tech- technicality of it. But um, just hold on to that little piece of information about, like, the technology behind it and how it may be more advanced than we can really comprehend at this point. All right, guys. I think this is, uh, this is some pretty dense material, and we should take a quick breather. We will see you back in just a minute. Hey, what's up? It's Ryan. Thank you so much for listening to Theory Query. Please follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Theory Query. 
or you can always email us your feedback or suggestions um, at theoryqueerypodcast at gmail.com. Thanks and enjoy the rest of the show. Welcome back, guys. Thanks for sticking with us. We are exploring Area 51 and Bob Lasagna with his new element. Um, please, Ruth, take it away. Is that like is that an album? I feel like that's Bob Lasagna's album. No, when you said Bob Lazar, I was just like, oh my god, Bob Lasagna! It's right there. <laughs> the secret element is mozzarella. The secret element is Bob Lasagna. Uh. Bob Lasagna. So we're gonna pivot a little bit to a different conspiracy that also stems around Area 51. Uh, And this is about the creation of the group called, quote-unquote, MJ-12. Basically, this was a... um, This was a group that was... the continuation of the Jackson 5. (laughs) (laughs) The Michael Jackson 12. (laughs) Pretty much. That was bad. I apologize. I should have cut that one to myself. I'm not going to touch that one. (laughs) It's Michael Um, Jackson in 12 hats. When no one's touching anyone. No. Because we're dead. Because we're okay. all quarantined. <laughs> Sad face. Okay. Enough about Michael Jackson. And not touched because we're touching. all 12. <laughs> moving on. <clears throat> moving on. Quick, quick bevy break and moving on. Um, so basically, some people found some leaked documents, um, one of which was an executive order of President Harry Truman in 1947 to create a group that would facilitate recovery and investigation of alien spacecraft. Unsurprisingly, this has been refuted many times. The documents have been analyzed. They've been claimed bogus. Believe that or not, um, I still think it's an interesting concept. Basically, like a representative group for the United States or the world, um, in case there are aliens. Like, at this point, they could have created this group or a group similar to it, just on the thinking, well, if there are aliens, we probably want to have representatives. Like, we don't want to run around with our heads cut off like chickens. Mm -hmm. So we we should have someone who can speak to them and communicate in a way that indicates our intentions. Um, uh, This... This is interesting to me because this kind of in combination with the existence of Area 51 could indicate that they are planning or maybe have already established a connection with aliens. So we've, we've had Bob Lazar say, yeah, I've reversed engineered alien spacecraft. And then we have this concept of like this alien representative group um, that also, in addition to like communicating with aliens, they also recover alien spacecraft and cover up alien spacecraft Mm. like their job is like men in black they go in they clean shop and then they erase memories whatever have you and then they go home my thinking is that maybe they're not working against aliens or like cutting them open and experimenting on them but maybe they're actually working with aliens for a different, for a purpose that we cannot yet see. Mm. <laughs> mm. It would mm. explain why. Very much why like a men have... in black scenario. Yes. Of like immigration it's... services for aliens. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like the fact that Bob Lazar is able to reverse engineer seemingly an unharmed spaceship makes me think maybe there was a trade involved. Maybe aliens came down and they're like, listen, we want to observe humanity. We don't want to be found because we don't really understand humanity yet. We don't know how humanity is going to act. So in order to keep you at bay, since you seem like a war-type people, we will give you our war-type spacecraft so that you can examine them and whatever. We won't tell you how to do it. We're just going to give it to you so you can look at it. And in exchange, we would just like to be left alone. Or else. <laughs> we bomb the shit out of your species. Exactly. I mean, based on how humanity's been this year, I think they left. <laughs> <laughs> I would bet they did. Yeah, would you stick around? I mean, it's possible. Or, and hear me out, I don't know if all of this is necessarily a test. But I feel like good tests require difficulty, right? Like, in order to pass, it, it doesn't really mean much if it's an easy test. Like, oh yeah, like, they knew what 2 plus 2 was. They, they're fine, they're smart, they're a genius. But if you're like, oh yeah, they were able to identify a fascist regime, overthrow said fascist regime, overthrow <laughs> um, a pandemic in, like, a way that is community bringing togethering that's not a phrase but i'm gonna work with it (laughs) um maybe this is like the height of their observation right now we could be a part of history as we speak like they are watching everything we do and wherever we come out at the end of this is going to be their judgment day i don't think they're gonna necessarily annihilate us but they may just leave they may just be like This species is not yet ready to communicate. And with communication, um, actually, did you want to say anything? You have any thoughts about that? Many, many religious overtones. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Judgment Day, I think. A little bit. Yeah. (laughs) You are not ready to communicate. Okay, Pope Francis, thank you. I get it. Right. I well, mean, I mean, yeah, to but... me, it, it actually kind of ties back to and supports the reptilian theory. Episode one, season one of theory. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. We're being watched. That they're like by beings among that we us. can't necessarily know that we're communicating with. Yep. I mean, and, aside yeah. from like Queen Elizabeth II and Justin Bieber, who have been observed. <laughs> in the reptilian form (laughs) but i mean if if this if this if we're like playing out this theory um they could have all types of different like personas and characters that they're playing as a like additional way to test (laughs) to test us yeah Um, that's fascinating yeah yeah i guess i think like i so rarely you know i think like when I hear the reptilian theory and like get into the nuts and bolts of it, I'm like, Jesus Christ, like get out of town. <laughs> I am always the one to believe that anything is possible and we cannot know everything. <laughs> but that one is like a little tough for me. But yeah, just like the idea that 
um, and an alien race could be living among us in disguise is not that far fetched to me. Um, in general, yeah, I think the, the, the like specifics of reptilians is a little <laughs> a little tough, um, but no, I think it's totally possible. Yeah, I agree. I think like for me, I'm I'm usually pretty skeptical about things. Um, but the fact that it's aliens makes me less skeptical because aliens exist. We all know this. We just don't know where they are. We don't know if they could talk to us. Um, we don't know if they know about us, that sort of thing. Um, I'm sure that there are aliens out there that are a more civilized society. They have very advanced technology and they're kind of star trekking it throughout the universe. They've met their like barbarian-esque communities where they're like, oh shit, we got to get out of here. This mm-hmm. is not safe. These people like are very warlike. They're not trustworthy. And they've, they've maybe come back a couple millennia later and we're like, okay, they have advanced their technology enough. They have advanced their communication skills enough that we can actually make trade deals with them and treaties with them in a way that won't hurt us. Mm-hmm. Um, this is me being a little optimistic and hoping that these aliens are peaceful. I'm sure there are other aliens out there that are not so much peaceful and it may just be like, we're here to conquer your planet. We want your goods now. Now scram. <laughs> but I'm kind of going off of the more like Star Trekky aliens. Um, and so these aliens would be very interested in like our advancement as a society. Um, so this may be one of those times where they're kind of testing the waters to see how we react to certain things um, before they move on for like another couple of millennia and decide, yeah. You need a break from you. You're not ready to be open, open borders, whatever. No um, topical pun intended, but there it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, and one thing that isn't really Area 51 related, but I kind of want to bring up anyways, because it fascinates me, and I'm not going to go super deep into it because it's a broad topic, but um, crop circles are a really interesting concept, especially when it comes to aliens. Um So I think another way they may be trying to communicate with us is through crop circles because they're very mathematic and maybe they have a hidden meaning that we don't yet understand because a lot of them are like very, very sophisticated, like to the point where I can't really talk about them. (laughs) Um, But it just kind of, it kind of brings that whole concept of aliens as like not necessarily an omniscient presence here, presence here, um, but an observing presence here um, that are trying to understand where we are. And Area 51 comes into play as maybe this is their flagship. Like in the 1950s, um, the United States was the strongest power in the world. Um, Just won World War II. Um, Eisenhower was making crazy weapons. They had also just made the strongest bomb. So it would make sense that the aliens would come to the United States at that era and say, you are clearly the most advanced society within this society. So if we're going to make a deal with anyone so that we are protected while we observe your people, it would be you. I can vibe with that. I would like to propose the alternate theory that the crop circles, (laughs) when translated into English, uh, simply read send nudes. (laughs) 
<laughs> Which I think we did in the 70s. So maybe oh they God. just haven't gotten them yet. I believe that. That would be great. Maybe they're trying to send them to the aliens. But the math is too crude. Crudimental. Crudimentary. Crude. That's like... Crudimentary. Like double, double bad. Um, double basic. <laughs> well, I mean, there... There's also the argument, maybe you're um, planning on getting into this more, but like, isn't there also the argument that like after the, after Area 51 was erected, like it wasn't just the, the Bono bomber that, that came out of Area 51, right? It was like all of human technology got exponentially more advanced, like really quickly, right? And like... It all originated in America, or not all. That's like very nationalistic, or no, that's the wrong word. That's just always the word I hear in the news. Um, that's close. <laughs> um, <laughs> naive, I think, is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, so many like major technological advancements originated from the United States, and is that like because of you know, uh, crat alien technology being reversed and broken down at area 51 right um mm-hmm. i know that's something that i've heard yeah i think it's kind of like the nasa effect too where like cell phones came about because nasa needed a way to communicate like from space to land um and so naturally it would make sense that other technology would come from a different like um organization of science which in this case is area 51 yeah i think that's very possible and i think i feel like my biggest like concept has kind of been covered where it's just like i think that it's it's like we have made a trade with technology for covertness um and maybe that was a poor choice on our on our side maybe we should have (laughs) maybe we should have asked for something that wasn't so blatantly obvious that our country was trying to like just up our weapon game. But yeah, there's there's a lot of secrecy around um, Area 51. And I think, yeah, sure, some of it is military related. Just they're making bigger and better planes. Um, but I, I feel like the fact that they didn't even acknowledge it until 2013 is really suspicious. Um, and... You know, yes, UFO sightings caused a lot of the alien conspiracies there, but I think that um, the other things like Bob Lazar talking about aliens um, or alien spacecraft and also the like Roswell incident, which was nearby. I'm not going to go into detail on that because I think it's going to be an episode within itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and that makes a lot of sense. Like, they're, they're doing the job of covering up the existence of aliens. And also, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt. It's like a little bonus that in addition to um, cleaning up, they also get to look at the garbage after they've scooped it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, they don't necessarily have to dump it. They can just bring it to the super high security facility and examine it there. Like, the aliens have already theoretically granted them permission to look at their spacecraft and reverse engineer those. So why wouldn't they also be able to look at um, the things that they clean up after the aliens? 
But um, yeah, I think that's pretty much all I had on the subject. I was just very much latched onto the like idea of like aliens are already here. We just can't necessarily, we can't necessarily tell tell that they are here. Um, I think from my perspective, maybe it's not necessarily reptiles, but maybe they just have installed their own very covert technology that even we and the government cannot detect um, because it's so advanced it can be super small and they can observe that way. Um, And maybe they're up in their spaceship way above and they're doing their own stuff and, um, you know, kind of figuring out what's going to happen at the end of 2020. Where are we going to (laughs) be? Maybe a year from now, I'll have a friend named named, uh, Buzzbert. Buzzbert? (laughs) Buzzbert, who's from Planet Xenon. Who knows? I I do have some suspicions. I mean, uh, Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk have their own little personal uh, rocket programs going on. Um, So it seems Mm -hmm. like they're trying to get out of here. And I don't think that bodes well for the rest of humanity. Nope. It does not. They fail the test. <laughs> hmm. um, for all we know, they're trying to reach the aliens that are up there. Maybe maybe it's like one of those things where only the people who know about space and who are allowed the access to like satellites and all that stuff, maybe they actually know where a spacecraft is. Maybe Bezos and Musk are actually trying to get to that spacecraft Steal their steal even more of their technology and then become like trillionaires. I don't know. I think the last time someone convinced a bunch of people they knew where a spacecraft was, <laughs> they all wore the same style of Nikes and drank a bunch of Kool Aid <laughs> together. That's fair. So, and I don't need to remind everyone uh, as to how that that ended. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, salvation is how it ended. I believe. Okay, cool. They're on the comet. <laughs> they yeah. wave to us every 60 years. <laughs> I it was like 2,000 years when the hail no, it's, ha- it's Haley's Comet, right? It was the Haley Halley. I never know which one it is. It comes by once to, like Haley's every comet. once in a life, literally once in a lifetime, I think. These guys might also deserve their own episode, but... Uh... That would be, the connection yeah. is there. Yeah, yes. Heaven's Gate. If anyone comes to talk to you about alien spacecraft who has had themselves voluntarily castrated, <laughs> um, close the door. Right, and if they dress, you know, like a like a gym teacher. <laughs> um, Sus. I just looked. I just looked up um, Roswell because I'm curious about the connection, and mm-hmm. um, the Roswell crash was before Area 51 was built. It was in 1947. So I think that people, you know, speculate that it was built nearby in Nevada um, because of its proximity to Roswell, New Mexico. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's definitely a possibility. I mean, it's awfully convenient that our information on the creation of um, Area 51 is based off of a document from 2013 that's like, oh yeah, this was created in 1951 for the U-2 space thing. It's like, 
should always take it with a grain of salt. Like, for all we know, they fudged the dates so that they could just, Right, if they can withhold... Disassociate the association. Yeah. (laughs) If they can withhold information for that long, um, then why... And, like, deny existence of things, then why couldn't they also fabricate other, you know, like, smokescreen type stuff, right? Yeah. Moral of the story is don't trust the government. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, like, I don't, I don't lose sleep over this stuff, but I also like don't believe anything 100% because I know that I'm not actually in control. Yeah, I feel like with conspiracy theories, I have to take it like a positive way. Otherwise, I'll just like, not necessarily spiral, but man, I'll, it's just better to look at like the more positive aspect of things and just be like, yeah, this could be for really horrible reasons or could be for maybe nice reasons like it's a stretch but we could try right (laughs) i love that take i just stay on my meds at least we're yeah i mean like i think we and i'm saying like specifically the three of us have it pretty have it pretty cushy you know like (laughs) Mm -hmm. it it definitely seems to be like bored privileged white like straight people who are the craziest conspiracy theorists um, because they haven't had to like struggle much and worry about other crazy ass things in their lives to be, you know, like when, when you have a certain level of comfort, that's when you can be like, well, like I'm beginning to see the connection between all of these weird, you know, things (laughs) Um, instead of like, I wonder if I'm going to be able to feed my family tonight. Um, and so I don't, I don't know where I was going with that, but it just seemed like it was important to say. <laughs> no, totally. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, much, yeah. And I much think, you know, are... conspiracy theories, I think we talked about this in like one of our first episodes where they're useful and that they give you a narrative that makes you either think or believe that you're more in control of the world than you might actually be. And I think that humans are wired to sort of, I guess, need that kind of um, sense of belonging. Not just belonging in, like, a community of like-minded people, but, like, having a universal, like, more global sense of, I have a place in the universe, I am significant in what I can see as being an infinite space of insignificance. So I think conspiracy theories can be super useful in that regard. Also incredibly dangerous in that regard. Ruth, did you yeah. um, come across any of the stuff about the, the storming of Area 51 in 2019? <laughs> I mean, I lived it. I mean, I didn't go there, but um, <laughs> I really wanted to. Um, I'll just kind of speak from my own experience. I didn't go into like crazy research just on that topic just because i kind of saw the rise and fall of the let's storm area 51 and like (laughs) i totally get it like i was i was not ready to like get on a plane and go but i totally understood where they were coming from because it was like all right it's 2019 we have like smoke and mirrors government um i feel like people are starting to understand the concept of like the people versus like a small faction of government and it kind of was taken to okay what is like one of the 
biggest kept secrets in the United States that is interesting to us, that we actually care about in some some aspect. And it's like, oh, Area 51. Like, everyone wants to know what's going on there. If we get enough people together, I mean, this is all this is all supposedly a joke, and I kind of believe that it was a joke anyways, but I think the reason it gained so much traction is because it's like, yeah, hey, wait a minute, like, I do want to know what's going on there. They've never given me a straight answer. If we all gang up together, this will be our proof of power over the government. Like, <laughs> the, the actual event, Facebook event title was Storm Area 51, comma, they can't stop all of us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they had exactly. Two million RSVPs. Yep. And any guesses as to how many arrived? A few hundred. I think I know maybe. this number. Fifteen. I don't know. <laughs> hundred fifty. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I remember. Like, I think like someone who didn't necessarily work there, but maybe worked for the Pentagon, was like, "We strongly." like like disadvise that you go to area 51 like it is a military base take that into consideration i mean barrio i'm sure stopped more than just 150 people with those drone strikes so mm-hmm. exactly and just imagine being yes. one of the 150 <laughs> who like yeah. thought that there was going to be literally millions of people like storming which like now sounds terrifying <laughs> in like covid era but um (laughs) that's like we're all so fucking gonna be so fucking stunted by this um the first thing i think (laughs) about when i think of a million people in one place is i'm like will there be masks (laughs) yeah um six feet away ventilation yeah one of 150 you're like oh where is everybody (laughs) (laughs) although if i recall correctly i think i saw pictures where Maybe the first, like, two minutes was disappointing. They're like, oh, no one's here. And then the people that showed up just partied. <laughs> I would totally show up to Area 51 just to party. Yeah, I absolutely And, like, would. see what happens. Just <laughs> touch the fence and be like, all right, going home. <laughs> yeah. I think there were even, like, a couple people arrested, which is hilarious for such a small group. For, <laughs> for like, trespassing or... I, I think it's so sensitive there that, like, you could just, like, look at a security guard wrong and you would be arrested. Like <laughs> I'm sure there was some, there was some fucking boob yeah, who, like... some justification. Gra- who got drunk and, like, grabbed wire cutters and started, like, clipping at the fence. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> I'm ready! I didn't come all this way! <laughs> it was actually just a... A sexy police officer arresting someone for not being in yeah. costume. Uh, perhaps. Amazing. Well, I mean, I think there's a lot to a lot to say just about the the secrecy around the whole thing and the like later acknowledgement and you know it's a it's a place. And there's some shit happening <laughs> that exists. in the place. Uh-huh. Maybe. Right? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Is it? Oh well, we don't know, I guess. We don't know. Well, Much like nothing. that U two plane, we still haven't found what we're looking for. <laughs> thank you my <laughs> bye <laughs> i would like to as we end this episode read um some viewer mail listener mail you can't view <gasps> us but we mail. do yeah we have we have a listener mail um so last episode we talked about 
um, the last two episodes we talked about the moon landing. Um, it was it was a long journey, and I uh, am grateful for everyone who went along on the journey with us. I know it was dense, um, but yes. one of our our one true fan, as a matter of fact, um, who I just sent a stack of sticky stickers to because Yay. she is our first Patreon supporter. Um, and we love her. We stand her. Um, we so sh- she sent uh, a message to us and said she finished up the moon landing series, and she said she felt like the photographic. I'm just gonna. Re- I'm just gonna read directly from the message. I feel like the photographic evidence is decently compelling, but I feel like it's completely plausible that NASA knew that they wouldn't be able to have clear photos of the actual moon landing because of all the stuff about. Um, footage being grainy and destroyed by radiation. So they had fake photos made um, in order to convince the public because they knew that a moon landing was something so big that even if it happened, people wouldn't believe it unless they had photos. So they had the actual moon landing. Um, it was, was real, but the photos were staged afterwards to have like proof and something like, you know, um, I'm paraphrasing now, but like something gorgeous to like distribute to media outlets and like the world you know again like american superpower pissing contest um and that was something i had never that had never occurred to me yeah so it's like a yes and kind of situation i could go for that yeah are are you willing to (laughs) you're willing to bend on this one no i'm not because you were not having it i was not having it (laughs) Where did you fall on all that, Ruth? I think I've seen some of the photos, and they do look very fake. It's just suspicious to me, and I like being suspicious. Um, it's just suspicious to me that um, they would still take, or like they wouldn't even try to take pictures up there. And I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm waffling in my head, so it's hard for me to answer. But <laughs> right. the photos definitely seem very fake, so I would buy that answer or that like solution from your listener. Yeah, it could be the case where they did take all the photos and crap, but then they got back and they were like, "Oh, the radiation from the journey destroyed all of them. We should have thought of that." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we don't want to be like we don't want to start conspiracy theories. <laughs> <laughs> by not having any photographic evidence so like foolish mortals so um we also just had our first internet troll which I, I think is a massive uh accomplishment and something to celebrate well, um, this is why we can't have nice things all press is, is good press <laughs> um, but so uh, on one of my instagram posts a user by well i won't I won't reveal too much. Go and see We're not going to name you shame. Um, it was like an excerpt where I was talking about one of the theories. And they said, nice try, but sand is much more loose and coarse. The lunar surface consists of very fine dust, which explains why the footprint is so well imprinted. And I, I was just like, I almost like responded in anger um, because I'm like, if you listen to the fucking podcast, you'd know that we're just kind of like fucking around and, you know, it's not, <laughs> we're not trying to like change the world or anything. Um, mm-hmm. And so instead I responded, 
Science is so much fun. And that was it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, that's the internet. It's great. It's great. Not to, like, defend the troll. But, yeah, that's a fair point. Okay. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Whatever. Well, yeah, I mean, but I would just appreciate, you know, that they actually listen to the podcast and not just like hear one snippet and then freak out exactly um if you listen to it and got mad jokes on you you listen to yeah exactly i was like (laughs) i was cracking up about it um (laughs) i was just happy that someone talked to me (laughs) (laughs) um but this is what social distancing has brought us to (laughs) y'all it's been it's been fun Maybe it we has. can, if, if Theory Query ever, you know, has its big break, then maybe we can, like, make our own visit Area 51. They can't stop all 15 of us. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be the three of us and the one true fan. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's, let's hear it for Ruth. Thanks for... Ruth. Th- yeah, thank we're you so much. So happy to have you for we'll have you making again. the inaugural guest on the show Ugh. and helping make us famous. We wouldn't be here without your love and support. Yay! Cheers thank you that. so much for having me. This was a lot of fun, and I love I love a good nerd out. So mm. I appreciate you giving me the time. <laughs> of course. Well, we were so just happy. like that U two song. It's all because of you. <laughs> I, do you just have a list of U2 songs up? <laughs> yeah, did you bring did you bring that up or do you actually know that? No, I actually know that. God. <gasps> okay. Let's get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Um don't go to Area 51 because you might get arrested or, you know, like absorbed into another dimension. We really don't know what the fuck is going on there. So best just stay away. Stay curious though. And um stay gay. Cause we, cause gay is okay. We'll catch you next time. I definitely think aliens are cool with it. Aliens are the gayest. Aliens are so gay. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. Bye. Theory Query is 100% independently produced. If you liked today's episode, rate and subscribe to the podcast, follow us on social media, and support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash theorycury. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.